Hey, Glitter Gators, this is your sticker queen, and you are listening to Glittergate the podcast. Embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. Introducing your hosts, Murphy Rule, Commissioner Birch, and Dr. Chad. All right, welcome into Glittergate the podcast. I am your host, Murphy, joined as always by my two co-hosts. We've got Dr. Chad. All right, here we go. Playoffs coming. And we've got Commissioner Birch. Looking forward to another week. All right, we are checking in following the week 11 slate of games. And as always, we have our fully loaded episode for you guys. Matchup breakdowns, Doe and O of the week, news, noteworthy transactions, the injury update with Dr. Chad, our GCMOW, and maybe we'll touch on some standings if we have some time, but probably not. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and get it started with our... First matchup of the week, we have Birch taking on Mitch. That's going nuclear versus grab his tilt and twist it. Mitch took this one with a final score of 148.6 to 135.18. This is the highest scoring matchup of the week by far. And Mitch was led by his ever reliable tight end, Travis Kelsey, getting three TDs and 33 fantasy points. Mitch also had solid performances from Montgomery, David Montgomery, that is, uh, finally getting the full workload for the Bears with the injury to Khalil Herbert. Mitch almost got Mitch about 20 points in this matchup. Also showing uh, solid showings from his receiving core, Chris Olave and Christian Watson both got just under 20 points. Birch, however, was not a slouch this week. He got some solid showings from his Yeti, Derrick Henry, and another solid performance from Justin Fields. Uh, The performer for this week, uh, though, for Birch was... None other than Tony Pollard. Recent acquisition for Birch got him 33 fantasy points and a lot of touches in that Dallas blowout. Um, unfortunately, none of that was enough as Mitch was able to pull out the win and move to 8-3 and three and remain in a tie for first place. Meanwhile, Birch fell to 6-5 and five and remains in the pack for a playoff spot. At least he hopes. Yeah, this one was looking fun, and I was it was a great ride all the way into Sunday night, and then the Tony injury was just a double-edged sword. I needed Tony there to put up points to keep it close and to take targets away from Kelsey, and instead, Kelsey put up 32.5 points. <laughs> that hamstring killed me. Uh, it was a fun match, though. It It's another trip to match up hell. Literally would have beaten everybody else in the league this week but Mitch. Yeah, I mean, one thing I really wanted to talk about on Mitch's team is uh, Christian Watson. So this is the second week in a row he's gotten multiple touchdowns. Like, But he's still he's still not first in targets. So, like, first in targets is still Alan Lazard. But Christian Watson seems to be, like, the go-to for Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. And, you know, I'm not going to say he's opening up that offense, but he's actually getting some, like – momentum going where they can actually focus on the end zone more. Chris Olave is still really solid. Um, and like you said, David Montgomery is getting a lot of benefits from Khalil Herbert not being there. So, I mean, Mitch is not getting, like you said, Burst before the start, Mitch is not getting bit by the injury bug at all. If anything, it's, it's really helping him, the uh, injuries that are going down. But, I mean, you, you had a very solid showing from Tony Pollard Kadarius Tony, I've always been skeptical of him, and I will continue to be skeptical skeptical of him. When he's mm-hmm. healthy, when he's healthy, he's good. It's just he can't stay on the fucking field, man. And it's it's, it's, it's always his hamstring too. It's always his hammy. It's it's like Sammy Watkins two point oh. 
It's like when the dude's, yeah. when the dude's fully healthy for week one, he's gonna give you like forty fucking fantasy points. But weeks two through eighteen, like, is he gonna feel suit up? Nobody fucking knows. No, and I mean that's still been. I think mean, that's the way with Tony, and it just it sucks because uh, everything lined up for him to have at least a solid share of the work this past Sunday night, but he heard it so early. Christian Watson is going to be interesting moving forward. It's really strange. It's like whenever he gets in the end zone, he can catch anything. But if he's outside of the end zone, hands like frying pans. He's <laughs> lead, he's leading all the rookies in, in touchdowns after just the two weeks. Like that's it. Like because he has like six in the last two weeks. Um, he had five touchdowns in five days. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But it, I, I I think the big thing is I mean you wrote up Lazard still leading the team in targets. I, I that's still going to happen. It's I think. Lazard's usually the end zone target because he's the bigger body, but I think they're just able to kind of get Watson the ball easier just because he's open, and they're probably double covering Lazard at this point. But congrats on the win, Mitchell. I, yeah, I, Mitch, where you go? I would say I, I would say I hope you keep it up, but I, I really want you to lose this upcoming week. Um, yeah, nice job, Mitch. Next matchup is Daniel Postseason versus Pitter Patter. Um, Post team was able to take this one down at 123.12 versus Trey's 93.88, giving Post an 8 and 3 and lockdown in the playoffs, while Trey is still in the hunt at 4 and 7. Um, it, overall, it was a very solid showing from Post, uh, playing Jimmy G, giving him 25 points, and surprisingly, Joshua Palmer. Um, thanks to that Mike Williams injury, giving him 26.6 overall points. Um, Austin Eckler wasn't any, wasn't a slouch, though, still giving him 17. However, Damian Pierce, on the other hand, had a really rough go at it, as well as C.D. Lamb. But C.D. really wasn't needed in that game, actually. Um, over on Trey's team, however, um, Justin Herbert had a respectable showing of 19.2, while Cordero Patterson, of course, had an awesome uh, kick return that somehow was able to secure a very large amount of yardage and a touchdown for him. But also, Brandon Ayuk and Allen Robinson had a decent showing, but his running backs, besides Cordero Patterson, really didn't show up that much this week. It's going to be very interesting to see what he does moving forward. Um, th- does anybody know, is Taysom Hill still out on the waivers again? Because Kyle Pitts is going to gonna be gone now. That yeah. Really sucks the first part of the namesake is is going to be out for the rest of this year. So there, that's going to be. There will be no more pittering, just just a whole lot of pattering. Well, maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be Hiller patter. That's just bad. That's a bad name. It's a bad pivot. Bad pivot. I mean, he, he picked up Trey McBride, so that was actually a pretty smart move. It was. He's got some upside. Second round draft. Pick. He's the number one tight end prospect coming into yeah. the season. Although, I would say, like, man, I think Greg Dolchik is probably going to take over that. I Personally, I like I like post Greg Dolchik. I was thinking about him before our, uh, our trade, but with more with more with more going with more going down, I think he might have a chance at getting some targets if Morris stays out. Um, mm-hmm. But the real question is who's going to be throwing that those targets because Kyler is probably going to be out the next week as I, I think he's going to rest until the bye. So Trey Trey's got some positions to fill. Um, tight end isn't isn't going to be looking good. His running back room is 
not great. Um, but we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, post I post running post team has really developed well. Um, doing all this with without Christian Kirk on his bench and Leonard Fournette. I mean, it's we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for post, and I really hate saying that, but I don't think he's going to get 25 points out of Jimmy G every week. And QB is his weak spot, so we'll see how that goes the rest of the season. I'm still very interested in the Damian Pierce situation. It's real. It Washington is starting to come on as a defense. They've been a pretty solid defense, well, actually. They also actually, just and they, they just activated Chase Young. Yep. Yeah. It's about to get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were supposed yeah. to. They were supposed to be a really good defense. They were like a top five defense last year, and then they just kind of shit the bed earlier this season. Um, yeah, they're riding with Heineke the rest of the way. Um, Riverboat, uh, Riverboat Ron came out and said that, and I think that's the that's the better decision. Um, uh, my favorite my favorite part of that was what prompted this decision. He goes, "We're winning." <laughs> Heineke actually he's he's from Gwinnett. He went to Collins Hill, um, so he's a he's a local boy. Um, Did not know that the dude the dude looks good. He's he's good. Um, but yeah, nice job, Post. Yeah, post. Uh, good win. Way to go. Congrats, buddy. Next up, we have my own worst ET enemy versus Murphy's football team. That'd be two of our fearless podcasters here, Murphy and Chad. Um, this matchup was a little underwhelming overall from a competitive standpoint. Um, Chad's team showed up to play. Higgins had a solid eh, solid week. Um, Stevenson also had a solid week. His running back showed up. Jonathan Taylor continues to kind of look like the Jonathan Taylor he expected when he drafted him. And George Pickens is starting to come on pretty strong. He looks better and better every week. I swear every single game he makes some sort of catch where you just kind of look and go, the fuck did he just do? But... The biggest surprise on this one was was Chad's kicker. Uh, Mar came out and he he kicked a sixty yard field goal twice. That's so fucking crazy, disgusting. <laughs> oh, but unfortunately, on the other side of the ball, Murphy's football team struggled a little bit today, or struggled a little bit this week. Justin Jefferson. It wasn't that he got shut down. It was that Kirk Cousins was laying on his back a half second after he snapped the ball every single down this past weekend. Um, he just, aim Murphy just had a rough go. Whereas Chad had a solid showing out of his defense and kicker, Murphy's combined for a whopping four points. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. I'm speechless, without words. I mean, the only the, if Kirk Cousins could have a bad week, I'm glad it was the week that I was facing you with Justin Jefferson. That's that's very relieving to me. Um, the one thing I want to say about George Pickens is that I was very afraid at the end of that game when he just like fucking rocked Tyler Boyd after he went down and just full on like hell. I thought he was gonna get I thought he was gonna get a one game suspension for that just for doing it, but apparently nothing came of it. So cool. Yeah, George Pickens likes to block. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a block. Like Boyd was down with the ball, and Pickens just dove helmet first into him like a dick. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's actually turning into a solid wide receiver. So 
But yeah, I really have nothing to yeah, say. I've, Murphy, I've got nothing to add. I I play chat again in a week and like a little over a week. So maybe it'll turn out differently that week. And, I don't know. I need to beat you again, and my so. players will show up. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You. I mean, <laughs> next next time you play me, I've got my errors. I've I still won't have fucking um, Kyler Murray. I won't have James Conner. I'll have my yeah. So you might beat me again. Like that's. I need. To, I, no, I no, you it. don't I, need it. You just want. It. I do need no, you it. Don't like, need mathematically, it. You can go I to the Sacco Bowl. There's nothing wrong. I with don't that. want to do that. Yeah. So you don't need it. You want it. Like like I just said. Oh, I no. Okay. No, you, you just said. You just sit the rest of your team. You don't need to be in the playoffs. You just sit your entire team. Don't be bitchy. I'll be bitchy if I want to be bitchy. Don't be bitchy. I'll be bitchy. This is don't be bitchy. <laughs> I'll be bitchy. We're gonna start calling this the bitch bowl. That's what that's what this is, Birch. It's the bitchy bowl. Mm, oh. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Mitch Mitch isn't in this. <laughs> no one's gonna bitch well, like Mitch. No Congratulations, Chad, on your win in the first of your two meetings for this season. Way to stay, way to stay alive. All right, our next matchup, we have Baby Got Dak versus Just Do It Daddy. And this is actually one of our rivalry matchups. We are going to call it the back-to-back bowl for right now because you guys, Tank and Zach, are actually playing in week 12 as well. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. We were thinking something else, but we were like, nah, that's too racist. So, uh Zach was able to pull this one down with 93.28 versus Tank 75.64. Uh, lowest scoring game of the week. Um, however, there weren't, you know, there were some, you know, very good performances, especially on Zach's side with Najee Harris finally doing something and earning that first round draft capital. Zach, I know exactly how you feel on that. Um, he also had Demarcus Robinson. Um, who is, I guess, now the wide receiver one for Baltimore. Um, However, his pickup with Lamar Jackson, that trade, didn't really seem to benefit him much this week, but there's still plenty of time left. He honestly would have been better playing Daniel Jones, but he got the win, so it doesn't matter. Tank, on the other hand, Dak Prescott had a really solid showing. I figured he would have had a much better showing, but I think they sat him after the third quarter, I think they pulled him. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that game was just ridiculous. Um, Unfortunately, Tank just keeps getting bit by the injury bug over and over. Uh, Rondell Moore, unfortunately, went down. But he had a pretty smart pickup playing Jawan Johnson, the New Orleans tight end. Um, Overall, Tank, I'm very sorry. Um, That's all I have to say to you, and I will say nothing more on that. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sucks for Tank right now. It, the injury bug got him. He started off very wide receiver heavy coming out of the draft. And it, he basically went hero run, and hero RB with Swift and Swift. Oh, not, basic, early. not basically. It, that that was his strategy. That was it. He said it. We talked which, about it. Which I, just, I, I want to bring this up because I feel like we talked about this way earlier in the season. James Robinson, what a fall from grace, man. I feel like... When Zach won, I, I don't I don't remember who Zach got in exchange for it, but he sold high because I think James Robinson was like the running back like four after like he traded him the next week, and he ever he's just been downtrodden. I think he's running back thirty five now in the season. 
Uh, let's see. Traded from just to a daddy. Oh, trade. Wait a minute. This isn't right. It was Waddle. Oh, it was Waddle. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes, Tank. Ooh. I don't think it was up, though, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, there were other players because he got... got he got we Robinson. He got Robinson and and somebody Deontay else. Deontay Johnson. That's right. It was Deontay and Rob. I mean James Robinson. He he really needed running back help, and he got a wide receiver in return. Yeah, looking but it was, yeah. looking looking back on that trade, we I would like to do this at the end of the season and just kind of look at the trades and kind of see who won each trade, just to kind of see right what how, how everything went. But yeah, this this is the trade I think all of us kind of shitted on earlier in the season and, and was like, what the fuck are you doing, Zach? And I was wrong. I will fall on the sword and say that I was wrong because Jalen Waddell is legit. Oh, yeah. Very. But, yeah, con- I mean, congrats on the win, Zach. You were able to do it without Jalen Waddell. So, n- nice job. Yep. With and, and, um, oh, hey, Matt Cash. Yep, both of these guys are still in the hunt, by the way. Tank. You're at three and eight, Zach four and seven. So it's an uphill battle, but it's still a battle. Good luck, fellas, and nice job, Zach. Who is your dad? All right, next up, we've got Dehan taking on Mike T. That's hashtag I'm still trying versus Tweezy BBC times three. Dehan took this one by a final score of 123.9 to 97.06. And that's kind of impressive because he got a shitty showing from Josh Allen. He was still able to squeak out thanks to his receiving core, led largely by Devontae Adams, two touchdowns, 30 fantasy points, and Amari Cooper, who also had two touchdowns and 27 fantasy points. Um, he was able to really counteract his negative points by his defense. Um, they were outweighed by his kicker, Evan McPherson, getting 17 fantasy points. It's a really good week to, I guess, just be a kicker. Um Mike took a bagel from Juju, who was inactive for pretty much the entirety of the week, and I don't really know why he started him. Um, but he still got solid points from Patty Mahomes and Singletary in the loss. Regardless, with the win, Dehan moves ever so closer to locking up the playoff spot. I think he's pretty much already locked in at this point, technically. He is 7-4 on the season. Meanwhile, Mike drops to 7-4 with the loss, but still looking pretty good for the playoffs and avoiding that sacko. Yeah, I mean, Mike's team is still being led by Patrick Mahomes, who is still proving that he is arguably... He's him. He's him. He's He's the QB1 on the year so far, so that's, yeah, good. Um, Alvin Kamara had a lowly showing, but uh, Devin Singletary, really solid. Um, He's going to be without Mike Williams, so it looks like, you know, Mike T's wide receiver core is going to be pretty, pretty bad. Um, heading into the playoff push. Dehan, however, he still has a really solid team. He, he he drafted right, and it's really showing. Yeah, Dehan definitely won this week with the wide receiver play. Devontae Adams putting up 29.6, and Amari Cooper putting up 27.3. So I guess neutral field is, is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've looked at his home and away split, like, he is garbage on the road. Mm-hmm. But a, apparently neutral site's okay. I guess that just activates the super Cooper. Singletary, Singletary gave up some volume this week to James Cook. Do you guys think that's going to keep going that way? Do you think Cook's actually going to start carving out a role? Because I'll be honest, when they traded for, who did they get, Hines at the deadline? 
Yeah, they got Hines. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be completely phased out the rest of the season, and it, the way I've seen it, he's actually getting more work. Um, I think it's just game script dependent. If it's a close game or they, they are, you know, up, Devin Singletary basically is just a non-factor in that. I'm this, sorry. This was yeah. this was a pretty close game. That's that's why I'm saying. It wasn't I mean, a close he, game. That's what he, I'm saying. He, he, he I should have said it was a close game. What I'm what I'm going to say is like if they are up or if they're having to if they're down, then Devin Singletary is pretty much not a factor anymore. Cook, so I get, Cook had 11 carries for 70 yards last week. Mm-hmm. And he, had, uh, he scored last week too, right? I don't know. I think he scored last week. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, he scored twice. He scored two touchdowns last week and one this week. Um, and he hasn't ran in for any other touchdowns I'm just, for the entirety of the season. I'm just surprised because most of his usage the last couple of weeks have come when they're kind of just, I guess it's blowout and it's 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 mop up minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But this this game wasn't wasn't a blowout at any point in time. Like it was it was a pretty close matchup for most for most of it. So the volume that he got this week was noticeable. It was pretty decent. Uh, also, you got to think Josh Allen's been kind of hurt recently, so they're kind of like having to mix it up a little bit. I don't know. They put up like fucking fifty points or forty points against the that shootout last week against the Vikings. Told me that Josh Allen isn't really when he needs when he needs to throw the ball, he can throw the ball. I mean, he still only had one touchdown. He had 330 yards, but he only had one touchdown and two interceptions. Well, see, the thing is, is with, with those running backs, as the season wears on, of course, Singletary needs to kind of back off on some touches and they need to give them give more to another back. And it makes sense, and it's the pattern that we've seen in the past. This is just a team that's bringing along a, a rookie running back at a slightly slower pace. I think you're right, Murphy. I think he's going to see more work as the season goes on. He's probably going to be flex-worthy the rest of the way out. But bye weeks are almost over. Once bye weeks are done, I just don't see him starting over anybody else's primary starters. Uh, My favorite stat in this matchup, though, their defenses and kickers washed, but in the weirdest way possible. Did they really? Well, they did the exact opposite. So. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it was literally so they. Both God, got I didn't notice that at all. That's that's that is odd. <laughs> the last thing I want to bring up is how Detroit was able to basically shut down Saquon Barkley. No other defense has been able to do it this entire year, but apparently Dan, which is really odd because Detroit's like one of the worst defenses in the league. One of the worst, but they shut him down. They did. Yeah. Only four and a half fantasy points. That is really weird for Saquon this year. This is like Saquon last year. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I'm not concerned about that. No, no, there's nothing to be concerned about there. But, um, you know, Behan, I'm still I'm still rooting for you. And good, he, is, he is still trying. Mm-hmm. He is, in fact. Congratulations, Dehan. Congrats, buddy. All right, now we have your matchup of the week. It's Raging Dumpster Inferno versus Kubiak Let's Ride. Corey and Brandon, for those of you who aren't in the know. Um, This was a pretty solid matchup overall. Joe Burrow came to play. He put up 26.7 points. George Kittle had a hell of a day. He put up 22.4 and continued the trend of tight ends absolutely destroying the Cardinals. Um, The Washington defense, we talked about this a little earlier. They 
they're coming on. They put up 21 points. They started the game with a pick six. Um, and then Lynette's pick from the beginning of the year, Young Way Koo, got him a solid 12 points. Once again, showing the the kicker. Hey, this was the week of kickers. Uh, but it was not enough to take a, aim, take out Corey's team, uh, despite the fact that Corey did decide to run Russell Wilson back out there again. <laughs> Russ put up 10.68, but Jamal Williams, Tyler Bass, the Dallas defense, Cortland Sutton, and Aaron Jones, and Fryermuth basically just picked him up and carried him to the win. What a yes. smorgasbord of names there, because it's really Tyler Bass, the Cowboys defense, and Jamal Williams that carried Corey to a win, really. And I would not have put, outside of like Tyler Bass in the beginning of the season, that's probably the one I would have put most of my money on for a decent amount of points. So just, just <laughs> wild, <laughs> wild. But nice job, Corey. Jesus. Yeah, and I mean, Brandon, your team had a really solid showing. I think you would have beaten everybody else but Birch and Mitch. So your your team's still really good. It was just a terrible matchup. I mean, Joe Burrow still put up 26.7 without Jamar Chase. So that'll be really helpful when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, you're um, t- like once when you, if and when you get Chase and Judy back. Yeah. Yeah. And Walker. Walker was on by. Walker was on by, yeah. So it was just a bad, it was just a down week, and things will probably pick up. Maybe I don't know. Do you think we're gonna get? These, <laughs> do you think we're gonna get these weeks again from Kittle, or do you think this is just kind of like a, a blip on the radar? Because Kittle's Kittle's been disappointing pretty much most of the season. Uh, well, they get to play Seattle. Really, he just didn't play for what two, three games, but and he, he's hitting like 50-50 of like decent tight end versus like. Not it, it's a tight end wasteland. I would much rather prefer to have Kittle than a majority of the tight ends that are out there. It depends. I mean, you got to look at the rest of the matchups. Shanahan's very good about exploiting a team's weakness. Uh, the Cardinals are insanely bad against the tight end. Seattle is also insanely bad against the tight end, and they get to play Seattle against. So and Arizona. Oh, do they get to play Arizona one more time? I yeah, it's a week they're in division, so. so it makes sense. It's a week 18, so it doesn't matter. Uh, fair. But yeah, no, they get anytime they play against somebody who's bad against the tight end, Kittle's going to have a good game. The problem is, is when they play against somebody who guards the tight end well, they just don't go that direction. Shanahan exploits the weakness, and if that's not the weakness, that's not where the ball goes. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. Nor do I. Nice job, Corey. Well, that is, that congrats, is, Corey. That is a nice piece of bass you have there. Nice job. <laughs> and now it's time for your don't. move of the week. Don't, 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 don't. So, for this week's Doe of the Week, we have Brandon with his Raging Dumpster Inferno. Well, Brandon, this was your last week, possibly, to play Melvin Gordon, apparently. And instead of playing him, you decided to play Kenyon Drake. And unfortunately, 
if you would have just played Melvin Gordon, he would have gotten you 3.2 extra points, and that would have been just enough to squeak out a victory against Corey. So for that, you get the dough of the week. Congrats, buddy. Hooray. That's not a hooray. That's a dough. All right, well, that covers the dough. Now it's time for our woohoo of the week, brought to you by Commissioner Birch. This week's ooh of the week is actually a weird one because we didn't have like a standout one, so we decided to go with that anomaly stat in Mike T and Dehan's matchup. Their defenses and kickers basically canceled each other out. Mike T had the New England defense. They put up 17 points. Well, Dehan's kicker put up 17 points. Well, Dehan had the Arizona defense. They put up negative four. Well, Mike T's kicker sucked donkey dick. So he put up negative four. <laughs> so they basically had a net zero with the strangest flip-flop wash I've ever seen. Yeah, that's worthy of an ooh. So very congrats for a split ooh between Mike T and Dehan. All right, um, so I'll kick it over to our news, notes, and noteworthy transactions. I'll start off with some team name changes. Um, this week we just had a couple. Um, we had Corey updated his team name to Kubiak. Let's ride, and then Corey also updated his name again. So that's a nice piece of bass. I think that covers all the team name changes this week. Um, trades, we had a couple of trades going by this week, both of them involving Commissioner Birch. The first one, uh, Birch and Zach. Birch gets Tony Pollard in exchange for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson going to Zach. Thoughts on this one? More so, Chad. Birch was already involved in that, so you're really the only one weighing in on trades this week. I mean, I, I'm i just surprised that Birch, you know, gave away Lamar instead of Justin Fields. Uh, but, I mean, I, I understand the reasoning. Basically, Lamar hasn't been super strong, and Pollard's been really good recently. That that Dallas offense has just been solid. Um, so, again, I don't think there was a winner or a loser in this trade. I just think it was a trade. Yeah, I mean, I think it helped Zach out a lot because Zach, his quarterback was what, Aaron Rodgers going into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he he definitely got some help, but at the same time, losing Tony P. Right when Tony P. is kind of asserting himself is rough. Um, but the other trade involves myself and Commissioner Birch. Birch gets Ben Scroenrick, and I was able to snag Cole Komet from Commissioner Birch. Uh, didn't really work out for me this week, but hopefully it will moving forward. Chad, do you have any thoughts on this? Either. Uh, yeah, I thought this was malarkey, but you know, whatever. Uh, a yeah, I mean, I think Murphy won this out. I don't see, like, I just, I, I, I don't see Ben being a thing at all. I think it's going to go to Allen Robinson and Tyler Higbee, and I don't really want receiving options in that, or or just any options, actually, in that in the Los Angeles offense right now with Cooper Cup gone, so. Yeah, and uh, Stafford until, Stafford until, until Stafford went out, I thought it might kind of at least get some interest at some point. I, I mean, I, I added him knowing that he was never actually going to sniff my roster. It was mostly just kind of trade bait. Um, and I'm happy Birch was interested in it. Because Birch, Birch messaged me on Sunday morning at like 11. And he was like, hey, if Mark Andrews is active, do you want Cole Komet? I was like, yeah, I want Cole Komet. 
Yeah, and I mean, it was it was a gamble because we didn't know exactly where the cup targets were going to go. And after Cup went down last week, Skoranek had seven targets, and he had he so, had a bunch earlier in the season too. Like he was getting used uh-huh. earlier in the season. So I mean, it's it's possible he gets some value later on. Um, it is. I don't know if he'll ever sniff my actual starting lineup, but it was the roll of the dice just in case he was the receptor of those targets. And as we saw this past week, I don't even know if those targets are going to exist at this point. And at this point, I'll just be playing tight end roulette between. Dawson Knox and Cole Komet. So, thanks, thanks for giving me options to kind of screw and play myself with. Because whoever I start is inevitably going to get the lesser points. Um, other transactions, uh, we had some ads and waiver wires. Big waiver ads this week. Mitch snagged Christian Watson, who we talked about earlier. It seems like it's a good ad. Um, I snagged Ben Skronrick. I'm butchering his name, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Um, I also snagged Dawson Knox as a free agent. Um, interesting, probably my favorite uh, transactions of the week. Zach added and dropped, and then re-added, and then re-dropped, and then added a third time, Quez Watkins, all in the span of like four days. Yeah, the, three three separate moves just to decide if he wanted Quez Watkins on his roster. Um, so just, just an interesting, uh, Zach, I don't know what you're doing, but just I guess keep it up. You won this week. Um, Tank snagged Juwan Johnson, uh, who's had a great run of a couple weeks, the, the tight ends uh, for the for the, for the the Saints. I think he's been tight end four for the last two or three weeks, and he had like a tight end eight finish. So, interesting. Um, interesting. Uh, Zach added Demarcus Robinson. I think Chad touched on it earlier. He's Baltimore's newest wide receiver one, kind of, uh, mostly on account of all the injuries from their receiving core this season. And per usual, lots of other transactions over the last two weeks. But most of the, most of them are lesser players and or defenses and kickers, and I won't cover those. But we did have some good kicker ads this week because apparently kickers win weeks, and I hate saying it, but we had multiple fifteen point weeks from kickers this week. So nice job! And with that, I will pass it over to Doctor Sunshine for our injury update. Now. It's time for our in-house medical specialist, the esteemed Dr. Professor Charles Hamilton Perry. I think he's a doctor. Maybe not a medical doctor. All right. Thank you for that. So I'm just going to go over. We had a bunch of big injuries with a bunch of big fantasy players this week. So I'm just going to kind of go game by game. Um, Unfortunately, in that Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons, it looks like Kyle Pitts, he is going to be done for the season. It appears he's injured his MCL and they still don't know if he's going to require surgery. Um, However, keep that updated for tomorrow. But he is definitely going to be done for the remainder of the fantasy season for sure. Justin Fields uh, appeared to be um, hurt his shoulder somehow. They really haven't given any more information. All we can really say at this point is that he does not have a dislocated shoulder. He could literally have anything else, but it is not a dislocated shoulder. Um, Next up, Matthew Stafford appeared to get a concussion. Uh, This week, this would be his second concussion in three weeks. If it is confirmed that he's going to be out for a while due to the new concussion protocols Uh, for the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants game, Wandale Robinson 
Um, I believe he tore his ACL. I think that was confirmed, actually. So that's a real shame. Uh, he was a pretty good rookie for New York. Um, so looks like Darius Slayton is the guy. Um, this really doesn't matter, but it kind of does now due to the Melvin Gordon news, who, if y'all didn't know, Melvin Gordon was released by the Broncos. But Chase Edmonds uh, he got a pretty bad ankle injury, um, and it looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, making the running back room Latavius Murray in Denver. So let's ride. Um, <laughs> Uh, Joe Mixon uh, got a concussion, it appears to be, in uh, this week against the Steelers, allowing Samaje P. Ryan to have a fucking day. Um, we will see if he gets cleared so he can play in Week 12. Uh, last game was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers. Kadarius Tony, the wonder of the hamstring. He just cannot stay healthy. He had an injury. He's probably going to miss a couple of weeks, most likely. CEH, who has kind of fallen in the depth chart for the uh, uh, running backs for Kansas City, he apparently got an ankle injury, so he's probably dead. not relevant. He is, but he is dead. He's done, but, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, he's been looking better and better, and now he really has a chance. And lastly, Mike Williams, who appeared to come back just a little too quickly for the Chargers, re-aggravated that ankle, so he's probably going to miss even more time. So... Way to go, Mike Williams. You just can't stay fucking healthy. Um, but that is y'all's injury update of the week, unless y'all have any comments, concerns, any big players I missed. No, I can't really think of anybody. Nice job. All right. So that will turn us over to our final segment of the week. We've got our GCMOW with Commissioner Birch. This week's group chat moment of the week is taking the holiday into consideration thanksgiving is upon us and we all have many things to be thankful for we all get to go and see our families we all get to have these wonderful meals we get to break out the turkey and the ham and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and all of the classic classic thanksgiving dishes and three football games he gets to have pasta God. Well, pasta. well, when you have pasta, your family, right? It's like the Olive Garden. Like, does it come? No, with, does it come no. with bottomless breadsticks? I don't even think like Italians have pasta on Thanksgiving. Oh no. oh no! They the definitely year. have turkey, like normal fucking red blood yeah, Americans. Like everybody does. Like you don't fucking have pasta. What kind of pasta? Are we talking bow ties? Do you think it's bow ties because it's a fancy it affair? Better? What what pasta, Birch? I didn't hear you. I, I said I don't think they specified. Do you, exactly. That's even that's even more. So if let, let let's do a hypothetical here. If you were to have pasta on Thanksgiving, what would be your? Would you go spaghetti? Would you go bow ties? Because it's a it's a classy holiday affair, and you have to get dressed up. Or are we talking like angel hair? Look, the only pasta that is acceptable on Thanksgiving is macaroni and cheese. So that's you would true. so you would go with elbows. Sure, I guess. A low mane is a, apparently acceptable, probably. Low mane is never acceptable. Would you? Would, uh, not, would, would, uh, you, no. <laughs> would you rather have low mane or would you rather have pasta? I'd rather have my Thanksgiving. That's what I would rather. I'd rather have my yeah. dignity and not go to this That's... fucking dinner that you guys are hosting that you were going to call a dinner. It's a sham. It is a sham. Yeah. 
Yeah, that option for you guys to remove a food and you monsters remove turkey and, and mashed, mashed potatoes? potatoes? You guys are fucking nuts. Yeah, Who this is- horse like you remove cranberry sauce. Yes, that's no the only that is the only sauce. right answer. People like and yeah. people and people get into like a big big hubbub over having like the canned cranberry sauce. Like, come on, yeah. man! Like, no, no, mashed potatoes. That's just that's just like, some fucking marketing bullshit that's took over the country since the 1950s. All right, it's not a classic, you know, fucking Thanksgiving thing. You know, from the original pilgrims when they you know came over and we all ate food and then we slaughtered the indigenous people they didn't have canned cranberries yeah they did yeah they did they busted out their can opener they popped open a can of uh whatever the fuck name of it is and just plopped it right on the fucking table and said here you go and then they murdered Sacagawea all right no all right no cranberries it's mashed taters and turkey I'm just dis- I'm I'm disgusted by you for getting rid of mashed potatoes, Birch. Like I am really disgusted. Like you've lost a lot of just like just points in my book. Yeah, that's fair. I, like I, mashed I, potatoes are is one of my favorite foods. It might be like like if you had to do like an actual like food, like that's probably my favorite like side. It is by far one of my least favorites. Oh, God. Disgusting. Well, you can go to hell and die. Yeah. I know. There's nothing and else that's- to say. So you're telling me on Thanksgiving you're not going to put mashed potatoes on your plate? No, I never put mashed potatoes on my plate. Do they, do they what the sweet- fuck do you put? Like, huh? Stuffing, like- turkey, green bean casserole, uh, seven-layer salad. Seven-layer salad? Seven-layer salad? That's yes, almost as bad as pasta. I, that's, I, a weird, that's a weird thing to yeah, have at Thanksgiving. I know. But okay, mashed potatoes is not... Street. I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done with you. You're one of my oldest friends, but I'm done with you. I'll talk to you after Thanksgiving. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, so I can't. I can't deal with this. All right, right fellas, now. have a good holiday. Everybody, oh. fill up your plates with plenty of turkey, plenty of and ham, mashed potatoes. mashed potatoes. Go, go ham on mashed potatoes. That's a pun. Yes, I said it. Oh, that's the worst. I am the worst, but I'm. It's a better joke than Dehan will have all week. I guarantee yeah. it. All right, fellas, have a good holiday. Good luck in week twelve, and we will catch you next week. Embrace this Happy Thanksgiving, fellers.